The heartbeat of any firehouse in the city of New York is the kitchen table. It's where we break bread, break balls, and break everything in between. They say all the world's problems can be solved at a firehouse kitchen table. I don't know how true that is, but what I do know, it's what I miss the most. Welcome back to the kitchen table. I am Kenny D, your host. If this is your first time checking out the channel, thanks. We appreciate it. Welcome to the kitchen table. But where you been? We've been saving a spot for you. This is a channel dedicated to bringing mental health awareness from the first responder community, but not exclusively for the first responders, not exclusively for cops, firemen, paramedics, military. It's also for the civilian life. Plenty of civilians have experienced thoughts of suicide, depression, mental health problems, low self-worth. We have to bring to light awareness. I am a retired New York City fireman and career first responder with law enforcement and military as well. Background. These stories will come out through my experiences with mental health issues, with my experience with thoughts of suicide and my stories. Hopefully these stories will let somebody know that you're not alone. We're all in this together. We've all felt something and all you got to do is pick up the phone and call a friend and call somebody and start getting help. My help, my therapy was the kitchen table at the firehouse and talking to my brothers. That's what it was. So today I'd like to get into a little bit of fun stuff. Maybe make people laugh. Maybe tell some, some firehouse stories, not fire stories, but firehouse stories. But before I get into that, I want to give you a little quick Percentage, you know, police officers back in 2020, 116 cops committed suicide. Can you believe that? 116 in the year 2020. And only 113 died in line of duty. So more cops died by their own hand than they did in the line of duty by somebody else's hand. That's amazing. That number's got to come down. And on top of that, in 2021, that number rose to 150. 150 suicides by police officers in 2021. That's unacceptable. Those guys were probably hurting so bad, didn't know where to turn to help, didn't want to help because they felt like they weren't going to get it and they had no way to turn. We have to get that number down. Firefighters, on the other hand, about 100 firefighters a year commit suicide. Unacceptable. Unacceptable numbers. It's 18 per 100,000 firemen commit suicide every year as compared to 13 per 100,000 in the civilian world. So the percentages are more firemen percentage wise kill themselves than civilians. Unacceptable. It's unacceptable that first responders have to go out there, the stresses that they deal with and feel that the only alternative they have to deal with that stress is to take their own life. Unacceptable to me. It's unacceptable for anybody to take their own life. We have to do better. We have to get the word out. We have to spread mental health awareness. We have to get people help that need it. I'm sure you know somebody that they're down and out. Talk to them. See if they need help. That's all I'm going to say about that today. Mental health awareness, people. Today, I want to get a little lighter. I want to talk a little fun stuff. In the firehouse, 
we have just casts of characters. Everybody's a freaking character. They used to say, or they still say, any firehouse in the city is the same circus, different clowns. So any firehouse you walk into, you could, you could see all the clowns in there and all the characters and all the knuckleheads that are just breaking chops and, and doing all the stuff that they do, they do, play pranks on each other and have a blast. But with all that fun that we do and all that breaking balls that we do and all the clowning around that we do, in my firehouse and in every firehouse, when those tones go off and you get a call for a fire, everybody's business. It's all business because it's serious work. There's no joking around on a fire floor. There's no until the job is done. There's no joking around when you're going to a fire. That is serious business. Everybody takes that serious. But to relieve that stress, to de to de freaking stress, to deflate after a fire, after a real tough run, we break balls. That's what we do. So one of the things that that the guys do to, to relieve stress is everybody's got a nickname. Everybody's, not everybody, but most guys have nicknames in a firehouse. So it's just a cast of characters. You know, in our firehouse, we had a Vic, a Tock, a Ruck, uh, uh, a freaking Doc. We had a Yo. Yo would say Yo to everybody, and he wore a freaking bandana. And on his promotion date, the whole firehouse showed up with bandanas. What's up, Yo? We had the Wiz. The Wiz had red hair, and he looked like the Wizard of Oz. And he was a senior guy, and he used to drive the battalion when he'd come back. When he'd come back to the firehouse, man, if you were a young guy, he would stay up all night and you'd have to stay up all night with him, fixing something, doing something. The whiz. <laughs> we had Nick the Dick. Nick the Dick was a senior guy a little later on in my time there. And, you know, he got, he got that nickname because he had a large member who, on occasion, didn't mind showing it off. <laughs> and we had Joey Ba Ba Ba, Italian guy, you know, strong as an ox, but they called him Ba 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 because he stuttered a little bit. So we had Cuckoo. Cuckoo got his name because he used to drive the engine like a maniac. You were in fear for your life when you were driving that engine with Cuckoo. He drived it like a, he was a Cuckoo person, like a crazy person. But I tell you something about Cuckoo. Never got into an accident, and he always got us there safely. Then we had a swivel head and a saloon face. So when we would go out for boys' night outs, swivel head, when he would get drunk, it looked like he had a swivel on his head. Like that. And then Saloon Face, when he would have a couple of beers, it looked like he looked like he belonged in a saloon, like an old Western saloon. It was the weirdest thing. We had an evil Dan and a good Dan. We always could separate them. The good Dan, the good Dan uh, was a senior guy and the evil Dan was a young guy. Evil Dan would play pranks on everybody and, and he could be real innovative with his pranks. Evil Dan. What else did we have? We had, we actually had a, uh, a boss named, he, called, he said it was Weiner. But it was spelled Wiener. So, so nobody could wait to answer the phone. So you could say, Lieutenant Wiener, Department of Phone, Lieutenant Wiener, Department of Phone. Like a bunch of children over the, over the loudspeaker. We were, we were just children. We also had a Lieutenant Turkey. That wasn't his real name. But this guy got, got his name Lieutenant Turkey because one day he was complaining that we ate turkey too much. So what happened? He got fed turkey everything. Turkey meatballs, turkey soup turkey hill ice cream and turkey shut the fuck up so the guys didn't like that it goes to show you no matter if you're a boss or whoever if you open your mouth to the wrong guys and complain they're gonna hammer you nobody is special no one <laughs> who else who else did we have i wrote i wrote a couple of things down we had we had big mac big mac was a big dude he had he had calves for tree trunks like calves and to me he had a big a big handlebar mustache and the guy was in the guy was in the war years 
He looked like Hulk Hogan off duty. <laughs> you know who Hulk Hogan is. What else we got? Later on, later on in my in my career, who later on in my career, they started calling me Diz. K Diz. Because we had a young guy and he would go, What up, Diz? What up, Diz? He just started calling me Diz. And he would say it in a 24-hour tour. The guy would say it like fucking 200 times. And I was like, will you shut the fuck up with what up, Diz? So, so naturally, it annoyed me that he said what up, Diz, so many times. The Diz stuck. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I got a, a nickname out of that. Uh, we have a guy named Douche who calls everybody Douche. And also is probably one of the best bucketers out there. Best douches out there. So, Douche, I know you're watching. What's up, bro? Changing the page. Changing the page. Oh, and I cannot forget. This, listen. There's so many nicknames that I'm probably gonna that I'm probably forgetting. The guys will call me up and be like, "Oh, what about this guy? What about that guy?" But one of the funniest nicknames was Ham, and he got that because he looked like one of the. I believe it was one of the captains told him that he looked like a holiday ham and used to ride him all the time. Holiday ham, and then he became Ham, and he took that nickname and is super proud of it, and he owned that shit. Ham's a great freaking guy. Ham's a great fireman, and I miss him dearly. But my favorite nickname for it's not even a guy in the firehouse. It was our firehouse cat. Kenny the cat was his name. And Kenny the cat, when I got there, had just gotten there before me. So everybody, everybody let me know that that cat, Kenny the cat, had seniority over me. So they treated that cat in the beginning better than they treated me. And that cat was the best, the best cat, man. He would eat all the mice and the rats that we had in the firehouse and he would we'd let him out and he'd come back and he ate he was the best cat that was ki kicking all the other straight cats asses in the parking lot loved Kenny the cat and the reason why he was called Kenny because one of the guys in the firehouse not me his name was was Kenny and he hated the cat he hated the freaking cat they would he was mad that they brought it in he just hated it so even though he was a senior guy they were like oh yeah well now we're gonna be calling this Kenny the cat and and it just stuck and that's just the way it was. But I mentioned Kenny the Cat because we had this story about Kenny the Cat is an unbelievable story of, of just a pet and an animal. And it, you, you, you're just not going to believe this. I told the story to my kids when it happened and they were young and they, they almost cried. Forget it. So Kenny the Cat, like I said, stray cat that they brought in from somewhere. He just came in, they started feeding him and he started coming around. And he was just a firehouse cat, the best. Quite often he would show up with the rats in his mouth and mice and just taking care of business, Kenny the cat. And he was there for, holy, from before I got there until, geez, I don't know, a very long time. He was, the, he was there at least 16 years, I would say. So Kenny the cat was always around and, you know, just doing cat stuff. That's, but as he started getting older, he started disappearing a little bit more and not showing up. So we didn't know what was going on. We just figured that's what cats do. One day, Kenny the cat disappeared completely. Wasn't anywhere to be seen for weeks, months, and that was it. So we just figured Kenny the cat disappeared. He's gone. He's dead. He either got hit by a car or he went and found some place to die. Because that's what cats do. They usually like, they like to find some place to die. I mean, he was old. So that's just what we figured would ha happen. So one day, few, it had to be... I'm saying two or three months after Kenny disappeared. So one day the guys are out in the grotto. We have a grotto behind the firehouse where the grill is and we keep a lot of storage stuff out there. 
So the grotto is where the guys would grill chicken, grill steaks. Whenever we wanted to grill something, we had a big grill set up on the grotto, and we would go out there. Or we'd put supplies back there, too. Anyway, three or four of the guys are hanging out in the grotto. It was the afternoon, and they were talking about Kenny the cat. They were cooking either chicken or, or, or steak. So they were talking about Kenny the cat. Oh, Kenny, man, man, I wonder what the fuck happened Kenny the cat. We miss him. We could have given him proper burial. I mean, one of the guys even made an Instagram for this cat. Like, that's how great it was. And he was, he was, he's got more Instagram followers than I do, than anybody does. It was, he had thousands. It was unbelievable. So they're talking about Kenny the cat, talking about missing Kenny the cat. And as they're cooking, the ham, the holiday ham, screams out, Kenny! Like that, like as a cry for, I miss you, Kenny! And they shut up, and all of a sudden you hear, you heard the cat meow. But it was faint, but they heard it. They were like, did you guys just fucking hear that? So he said it again, and they heard it again. And then they kept saying it, and they kept hearing it. So what happened was, they, they all got together, they got the boss, they went, for, they went on a run and went around. They, they were looking for him in the tenements behind the firehouse, behind the grotto. There's an alley, there's the grotto, and then there's like a courtyard alleyway type of deal behind tenements that faced 134th Street. We were on 133rd, they were on, those tenements were on 134th. Our grotto looked at the rear of those tenements. And they could hear Kenny the Cat, or they heard a cat meowing from one of those tenements. So they went around with the boss and took the tools and started knocking on doors. And they found uh, one of the supers came out from, from the basement of the tenement. And they were like, listen, we know, we know our cat's in there. You better let us in, period. And the guy didn't want to let him in. And they just, you know, fireman being fireman, stepped up to him and said, we're either taking your door down or you're letting us in and getting our cat. If you want this to go nowhere else, you know that's our fucking cat. So they, they went in, the guy let him in, and they found him. They found Kenny the fucking cat. Malnourished, skinny as fuck. They, the guy took him and brought him in the basement for him to kill rats. The, the, I mean, the neighborhood was just filled with rats and mice and all sorts of shit. That, that super, that scumbag, grabbed our cat and locked him in his tenement of his building so he could kill rats in the basement. That fucking piece of shit. Three months that cat was down there, about, about three months. And the guys found him, and that cat was so, like, it was amazing. It was an amazing fucking story that they heard him, they screamed for him, heard him, and then found him. That guy's lucky that the fucking guys didn't kick the shit out of him. Thank God Kenny the cat they found, and they had to nourish him back to health, but he loved being back in the firehouse, and they, we fed him, and we took care of him, and Kenny was the best, man. I miss Kenny the cat, so Kenny the cat, that's the story. Kenny the cat. We wound up getting another cat. We called him Skelly Cat. Skelly Cat was awesome. And then we, before I left, we had another cat. I think, oh, what the fuck did they call him? I forgot what they called him, man. I got pictures of him looking at the, the, the inside of the house watch. He was such a great cat. But one of the other pets that we had, we had, we had, a, we had a rooster for a little while. <laughs> so the guys, I'll tell you how we had a rooster. I think there was, I think there was a, uh, like a, a chicken fucking uh, slaughter factory up on like Broadway or Amsterdam. And one day the guys were driving a rig, coming back from probably getting lunch or something like that or a run. And they were up by St. Nicholas Park and probably uh, like 133 or something like that. And somebody waves the, the engine down, like ran out in the street and waved the engine down. And the engine pulls over and the guy goes, and the guy goes, yo, 
there's a baby ostrich in the park. And they were like, a, a baby ostrich? What the fuck are you talking about? There's no baby ostrich around here. So the guys were like, I got to see this. And he's like, no, no, man, it's a baby ostrich in the park. It's a baby ostrich. <laughs> so the guys get out of the rig and they go into the park and they see this fucking chicken or rooster that looks like a baby ostrich. I, I don't know what it's called, but Google, Google rooster that looks like a ostrich and you will find the ugliest fucking chicken or rooster. It was a rooster because it crowed that you'll ever see Google chicken that looks like baby ostrich and it is it's just the hair it is this it's just mangled it just is a the weirdest looking fucking thing you ever want to see but they took it <laughs> they took it back to the firehouse and our firehouse was under construction at the time but we were still we were still riding out of the firehouse so we left it in the firehouse and it was cockadoodle doing all the fucking time we pet, we set up a little house for it in a, in a closet. We were feeding it, and it would it would crow. It would fucking cockadoodle do every time the tones went out for a run. The tones sound like this, and every time it did it, the rooster would go. I mean, in the middle of the night, the fucking thing was doing. It was walking around, fucking cockadoodle doing. Some guys used to stay in a in a TV room on the first floor when everybody else usually slept in the bunk rooms upstairs on the second floor. And the, the rooster just got so annoying to some guys. One of the guys popped the front door and, and, and kind of shoot it out of the firehouse without telling anybody. And the thing, and, and he closed the door and the, and the thing went up to fucking Adam Clayton Powell Boulevard, which is a block away, a long block. And looked around and cockadoodle dude a couple times, turned around and came right back to the firehouse. Like it knew, it was like, I'm not leaving this place. This is, this is great. So... <clears throat> So we had a fucking rooster and Kenny the cat was, I, I can't remember if Kenny the cat was around, but we, we did have a cat and I don't think the cat liked it too much, <laughs> fucking rooster. But it was just walking around the firehouse, shitting, cockadoodle doing. Anyway, like I said, we were, our firehouse was under construction, so it was a disaster. Things were everywhere and there was just workers in and out of the firehouse. And not a couple days later, that fucking, that rooster disappeared. We think, we think that one of the workers nabbed it and took it home with him, whether to eat, to, I don't know, to mate, or have cockfights. I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck happened to it, but it disappeared. Uh, hopefully one day I'll talk to one of the guys. I know he's got video from his cell phone of, of the thing crowing. And we, and we just, every time it did it, we would laugh harder and harder and harder that we had a freaking, it was just typical. It was typical of the Harlem Zoo, 59 and 30, to have, a rooster that looked like that in our firehouse. I mean, other companies would come by and when they found out they had rooster, uh, companies would come by all over the place. They had to see the freaking rooster. It was hysterical. I mean, in the middle of the night, this thing never slept. It never slept because we didn't sleep much. And those tones would go off and it would fucking crow. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was comical. But that's, but that's the fun stuff, man. That's the fun stuff of the firehouse that I miss. Having a rooster, saving Kenny the cat, uh, guys with nicknames, breaking balls at the kitchen table. It was just, it was just my tribe, my people, my guys, and it was my therapy. It was my therapy for, for so much of the shit that I've fucking had in my head in my life. And, and sometimes you'd have toys that sucked real bad for sure. But, but most of the time, most of the time you'd have a toy that was just fun like that. And you would laugh. And if you could find, if you could find your tribe of people like that, 
Just people that make you laugh. Whether they break your balls, and you gotta, and trust me, man, you gotta learn to laugh at yourself. You you cannot have thick skin in the fire department. You have to learn to laugh at yourself. If you can't laugh at yourself, then you have no business, no business making fun of anybody else. The first thing I would do when I started getting real comfortable there was I would make a joke about myself when I knew it was coming, when I knew it was coming, and they would they would just it would fuck them all up. They they wouldn't be able to like because what they say wasn't gonna be funny than than what I just said. But that was the fun stuff, the seeing guys' reaction, the, the reaction that other guys would got when you, when you would say something to them, or the reaction of the guys at the table when you would say something. For instance, I said something, one of my buddies, one of my best friends in the firehouse, was telling a story about a guy he knew, and I'm not going to get into the story, but he was saying how, oh, this guy was training for something, and he was a real short guy, and we're at the kitchen, we're all eating, and... You know, he's telling his story and guys are just like, all right. And I'm minding my own business, minding my own business. I'm listening, but I'm minding my own business. And he says, yeah. And he was a fucking little short dude like Kenny over there. And the whole table went, oh, and they all, they all looked at me. And I just looked up and I went, I hope this story is better than these fucking pork chops you just made. And the table erupted. Oh shit! And the fucking plates started fucking throwing, and the guys were throwing food and laughing and having a, and hooting and hollering, and it was just, it was just hysterical. And he took it fucking well, and I took it well. It was just, but that's the fun stuff. And guys want to, it's the reaction. You just are trying to get a reaction out of a guy, no matter whether it's an anger or funny or or what you want. You just want to see a reaction out of a guy so you can laugh at him, and so everybody can laugh at at him and you could let the guy know not to take yourself too fucking serious and that's part of that's just part of trying to get over like depression and sadness and mental health and shit like that don't take yourself too serious learn a joke learn to have a good time learn to make fun of yourself no one is perfect we all have flaws you know so learn to make fun of the things about yourself that other people you could see other people making fun of you but find your tribe find the people that will will keep you laughing at all times, because laughter truly is one of the best medicines for depression and sadness. All right, those are my stories today. I hope, I hope you laughed. I hope the way I'm telling stories makes you laugh. I hope those stories make you laugh. The cast of characters that we had, I mean, awesome stuff. So it must be true if you heard it at the kitchen table. All right, guys, I'll see you at the big one. Hey everyone, it's Kenny D, your host of The Kitchen Table. Three things I would like to touch upon real quick is, number one, thank you guys so much for the love and support that I've gotten starting this podcast. I really, truly am humbled and overwhelmed by the messages and phone calls I've gotten from my friends, family, and firemen. It lets me know that I'm doing the right thing. Thank you guys so much. Let's keep it going. Number two, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, because I forget to say it on the podcast a lot or in the YouTube, you got to follow the channel. You got to hit follow. You got to hit subscribe. You got to like it. You have to comment. You got to share it. You got to share, 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 share. Same thing with YouTube. If you're watching it, subscribe, like, comment, and share. That would mean so much to me. Thank you guys so much. Number three, there are three nonprofits that I'd like to talk about real quick. Friendsoffirefighters.org. Friendsoffirefighters.org. It is a nonprofit for firemen who are struggling with mental health. They have grief counselors standing by. 
Number two, Tomahawk Charitable Solutions. It is a nonprofit for owned and operated by military vets for military members and their families in their time of need. 100% of the proceeds, 100% go to those families. Number three, the one nearest and dearest to my heart, livelikechristopher.org. Christopher Tucci is our cousin who recently passed away due to an undiagnosed heart condition. And the reason why I started this podcast was because of Chris, because I want to live like Chris. So if you want to donate to any of those, check them out. They're in my bio on YouTube, on Instagram, and Facebook. If we're not friends yet, hit me up. I'll accept your friendship, whatever. Thank you guys so much. Let's keep the message going. Take care.